at some point you have to believe you could be different. You could do different, that you're able, you're scared. Yes, you don't. It's, it's a scary move. It's, it's something unknown, but at some point you've got to take that step. Like if, if I don't have something bigger than myself to believe in, still be sitting on the sofa, listening, you know, watching TV, top popping my pills and getting my disability check. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. All I'm saying for me, I didn't want to live that way anymore. And I think the same thing with my paintings. It's like, I want to get bigger. I want to get better. I want something out of this. Hi, I'm Angie Clay. Welcome to Liberate and Lather's podcast, a journey to self-care. Self-care is not a scheduled event somewhere deep in your calendar, but a journey to everyday care for your being. I speak with other creatives on how they are implementing self-care using the fundamental keys of wellness to continue to thrive in their businesses and their personal lives. And of course, we do have our cozy conversations, just you and I weekly, on how we talk about gentle ways to make self-care a daily habit. So welcome to Liberate and Lather. It's your girl Angie, and I am back with another wonderful um, podcast interview. So you all know I love the internet streets. I am always looking and keep my eye out for just wonderful talent, talent or art or music that always resonate with me. And my friend here, Anita Chavez, this is not. <laughs> I, I, I saw her work. I was like, I must connect with her, and I have to have her on the podcast. Um, her beautiful artwork just takes me back to times when I went to New Mexico um, oh. <laughs> and on the Pueblo and I was really always been fascinated by Georgia O'Keeffe's work and uh-huh. also just uh, beautiful beautiful big colors and so I saw her artwork and I just said she's taking me to a place in my life that I just fell in love with paint and That's- so welcome Anita welcome Thank to the you. podcast. Thank you. Oh my gosh that's beautiful to hear you know, and yeah. to do, yeah, to reach out to people through the bold art and colors and movement. And that's beautiful to hear that that's it. Yeah, that that has been something that you've connected with for a while now. That's great. Well, thank you. Yes, I've always, you know, we all have like these little desires. We, we want to be these things, you know, one of the things I always okay. wanted to be, it was a writer. So I'm, I'm currently writing and doing that through journaling, but okay. also like painting. I've always loved paint whenever I see I'm not so much attracted to little tiny things but tiny details but Mm -hmm. I'm more so attracted to things that are bold splashes of color like what you have created behind you Mm -hmm. can you tell me a little bit about your um your journey as a painter is it something that has come like later in life or is it something you've been doing since like infancy practically like what where does it painting fit in I think this is what's so encouraging. I'm 63 years old. I've been painting for two and a half years. And it it just started from, from interviewing my granddaughter at a, at a fireside chat because she had been doing this one creative beast challenge for 30 days and came up with 30 short films every day for 30 days. And I interviewed her about it. And I heard like this presence in her voice, a 16 year old. I heard like this energy. I heard this love and this passion and this desire and, and like an actual calling. And I remember as I was talking to her, I thought, I want that. I want what 
he has. And I wasn't thinking about painting. The biggest thing I did was going to an art class with a glass of wine. <laughs> and everybody in the pay in the class just paints and whatever they're doing at the front. So I said I should try painting. And so I bought a bunch of 78 records that were given to me at an estate sale. And I was like, what could I do with these records? And so I thought, I'll pour paint on it, you know, just to see what mm-hmm. happens. And that's how my journey started. And and that was when I lived in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, three years ago, we moved there. And um, that's when my journey with art started. And it's turned into uh, the biggest project I've done has been a 36 by 38 foot uh, wall, levee wall uh, that I did one of my paintings on. And so it's gone from a small 78 record to enormity <laughs> to to almost a four-story building, a 38 foot by 36 foot is almost a four, four-story building. So um, just like never give up and never give up on whatever it is that you're, you don't even know what it is sometimes, but when it comes mm-hmm. out and it's birds, you can't stop it. You just can't. Yeah. I love that because I was looking at it. It was the Pueblo Levy. And mm-hmm. I, put, I love Taos. <laughs> and um, and I, I you, you mentioned you were you were working one day and you said you had taken many treks up and down the walls to fill paint. So people do not get this twisted. You have to go onto her um, Instagram page and look mm-hmm. at Zanita um, Chavez um, yes. art and you will see her. This is a levy. So, you know, it's slanted. She has on, um, what's the gear called? You you kind of have the bungee straps all on, okay? All right? And she's scaling the wall like Spider-Woman. And she's doing a thing. And like she said, it's like a building. Um, Amazing. So tell us about that work. How did you go from painting these 75 records that you got from the estate to now scaling the wall in the the Pueblo Levy, like... Yeah, that's that's quite the leap. It is. And and my my son kept challenging me, go bigger, go bigger. And so I got to a 48 by 48 foot, which is like a four by four, uh, four foot by four foot canvas. And and then out of my mouth one day, I professed my dream is to do a four story building. That's my dream is to paint a four story building. And he said, well, start scaling up to a four-story building, get larger and larger canvases. So I started doing that. And there was a call for artists online that I saw for the Pueblo levee wall. I've never been to a levee. I didn't know what the wall looked like (laughs) until I got there. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my God. And it's not bad from a distance. You're looking at it like, okay, until you get up and you're looking down at this Pueblo, this wet levee wall that just comes just almost straight down. And I remember taking a deep breath and I said, I'm going to have to learn how to uh, use a harness and ropes and climb up and down this wall. And one of the artists, Tia, helped me, trained me the first day that I was there. And I just, it wasn't even a question. Like I've committed to this and this is what I have to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And it, there was a day I had up to six people at a time, seven people at a time helping me. And then everybody left. And the day that I went there on a Sunday to paint that wall, I was all alone. And I said, okay, let's see what you've got. Let's see what you've got, Anita Marie Chavez. Let's see what's in you. And you need to start painting this wall. And so I just got busy. I got started and I finished that wall in 11 days. Um, I would go on the weekends 
and I would paint Saturday and Sunday. And it took me 11 days to finish painting the wall. Um, I had to figure stuff out. I kept going up and down this wall. I was getting exhausted trying to refill my paint container. So then I driving home, I was like, how can I make this work? How can I make it more feasible that I'm not having to get so tired up and down a wall? And so I just started figuring stuff out. I was like, okay, let's use some plastic bottles uh, that I have in my studio and let's fill those up with paint. Let's get a tool belt, let's put the tool belt around you and you just put those bottles around your tool belt and then you just squirt the paint out of those squirt bottles. And, and it's an abstract that I painted. So nobody could go help me do square by square paint by numbers kind of thing. It was all on me. And so uh, it worked. And, 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 and from that point on, the time just flew by. I was doing four squares on the grid each time. Boom, it was done. And I just took a deep breath and I was like, yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I did a levy wall the mural ever in my life. I've never painted a mural before. And man, but man, you know what? Man, that belief, that capacity to believe, it's something else. Angie, let me tell you, like, it, it's like, um, it's like you believe one thing and then you're presented with something a little bit bigger. And then there's, there's that belief like, well, okay, let's just do it. But in the process of doing, when I got to that one day, when I said, let's see what you've got, it's all on me. There's nobody around me. There's nobody meant to take my journey, but me. And, and I was just, and from that point on, my belief, when I figured it out, my belief grew and I'm like, okay, I could do it. And it grew again and it grew again. And each time I've taken on a new project, my belief has just been like, I can do it because I've done this before. I've been here before, like negative stuff in my head. Shut up. I've been here before. I know. Like, get out of here, you know, <laughs> and, and it, the capacity to believe is, is amazing. It's amazing what one can accomplish. But now I'm going to say I don't struggle. Like, I still struggle, man. Like, I have this miraculous yeah. this art show that opens in a week and I'm still figuring out. I'm still like, OK, I've got to sell some art. Like, how am I going to do this? Like, mm -hmm. Just the way you scale the levee wall, Anita. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's, let's get it on. <laughs> what you got? Yes. I know. And anyone who's hear your story, I mean, automatically, um, yesterday, um, I had did a podcast with, it's called Reflection Designs, and uh -huh. she imports and designs, like, uh, things from Africa, from the continent of Africa. And mm -hmm. we're talking about yeah. home space, right? So, which your paintings would, like, be in someone's home. And we were talking about things being conversation pieces. And mm -hmm. so this is like something that we will be talking about like yesterday, having a painting. I purchased one of your paintings. I'm having a dinner party, right? We have uh -huh. a discussion. Well, how did you get this painting? Well, let me tell you about this artist. Uh -huh. <laughs> she is, hasn't been painting five years and she did a <laughs> levy. And you know, like we could have this conversation and what are they gonna do? They wanna wanna go and be like, I wanna see this artist. I wanna like, see what she's done, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. this car, like, yeah. You, you're really telling the truth. You're telling the story, you make it up. No, 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 this is not a target painting. This is a painting that someone has created and it has a story behind it. Mm -hmm. And that is what your art, and that's how I was gonna sell at this, at your installation. I mean, once they hear the story, who, who would not want to have one of your paintings hanging in their homes to tell the story? I, you know, from where I came from, um, there was a point in my life where I was able to make decisions just like I did on the levee wall that day. 
but it was back in a darker time of my life when I was diagnosed mm-hmm. with depression and schizophrenia. And a, a, a sales lady came to my house to sell me a water softener. And I said, I can't buy it. I can't afford it. I'm on disability. She's like, you're on disability. You're, I think I was 46 at the time. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, you're too young to be on disability. And I was like, well, whatever. I can't afford it. Thank you for coming over, you know. Mm-hmm. And, she, mm-hmm. and when she left, I said, I thought to myself, I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't want to live three, three times a week going to the doctors. At the time, I was having to get electrical, electric, they're called ECTs or electroshock therapy, convulsive therapy. And, uh, and I was on disability, TV blaring all day, going on a walk, yeah, here and there, but no real purpose. And I remember one night I said, I don't, when that lady left, I said, I don't want to live like this anymore. And I was on 13 different pills and I got all the pills and I threw them away, flushed them down the toilet. And I said, I didn't tell anyone for, for about a month because it was so severe. It was either shock treatment and, and, and get better or throw all your stuff down the toilet and don't tell the doctor that you've done it and refuse any more shock treatments, you know? Mm-hmm. And the thing was, is I didn't recognize it at the time, but that was the same capacity to believe like at some point, you have to believe you could be different. You could do different, that you're able. You're scared. Yes, you don't. It's, it's a scary move. It's, it's something unknown. But at some point, you've got to take that step. And that was another time that that was the first time that I can remember that I've taken a step to, to increase my capacity to believe. And I'm not saying I've done it all on my own, but I am saying, like, if, if I don't have something bigger than myself to believe in, mm-hmm. that, I'll, I'll still be sitting on the sofa, listen, you know, watching TV, top popping my pills and getting my disability check. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. All I'm saying for me, I just, I, I, I didn't want to live that way anymore. And I think the same thing with my paintings. It's like, I want to get bigger. I want to get better. I want something out of this. I don't want to do paintings about the dark part of my life anymore. I want to express like the, the miraculous, the belief, the invisible that's visible, you know, because that's mm-hmm. what each and every one of us is that invisible that we think the faith, the whatever it is that we talk about, we believe in it's, it's visible. It's through that belief that makes it visible. Man. And mm-hmm. it's, just, um, it's, it is miraculous. It is. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to paint my four story building and I'm going to put one heck of a statement on it because I believe that is good. That's coming down my way. And I'm going to just keep speaking mm-hmm. it until it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing your stories. It's very encouraging. Um, you know, because I always, many people know my the story about my writing because I always wanted to be a writer. And then when I got to college, I was like, hey, my major is going to be English. And then I turned my yeah. first paper and the teacher was like, you can't write. And he gave me an F on it. And I remember oh. that day, like it was it. I changed my whole entire major and I never really, I would never write anything publicly. And so I just folded into journaling writing, right? So all these years I've just been journaling for like the last 30 years. And it wasn't until COVID that I started like saying, okay, well, I have a product-based business. I said, well, I want to describe candles and I'm going to describe soaps. Like I have to make the person feel like, what does it feel like when they smell this that it reminds them of an Alaskan cabin? Like I have to take them on a story, you know? It was then that I had to start writing. Um, And then it's just been blossoming from there. And so when I hear your story, it lets me know that it's not never too late to 
I kind of feel sad, like, oh man, where could I be right now? You know, like if I would never let someone rip my dream out of my hands, you know, but it's okay. Like, right. We're always right on time for things and just hearing your story. And I'm sure I'm not the only one out in the world that has experienced something like this. When you listen to all of the greats, someone had told them that they weren't good at what they did, but they went on and became like masterful at their craft. It was always someone who saw something that may could have been jealous, jealousy, or maybe they just didn't see their point of view, their sure. angle in which they were trying to describe what they were describing. Oh gosh, Angela. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. All the time. You know, um, it is amazing how journaling, you, you're talking about journaling and, and I just started doing that last <laughs> April, I started it and it's a day to day, every day, wake up with a mindset and how much that has changed uh, my life uh, completely uh, because it sets my mind on what I'm going to be doing. Like I do it in the morning. So I write what I expect my day to unfold and what I want it to look like. And um, I have, I also have a nine-year-old grandson in the house with us and he came in one day and saw my journal. I get to spend the day with his name is Taos. I get to spend mm-hmm. the day with Taos because he was off for um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And he's like, Grams, you're excited about spending the day with me. And I thought, you know, I do I not express that enough? Or was it just to see it in written in the journal that made him mm-hmm. excited? But it's not only for me, but if it can touch someone else that way, like, man, that that's well worth doing it. And it helped me to keep my mindset every, you know, in the morning, like aligned with what I'm writing. And, mm-hmm. and it's a great reflection to go back and look like you were talking about, like you have 30 years of journaling. That's a book. <laughs> that is a book. <laughs> you have a book. You mm-hmm. need to arrange it and put it together and you've got your book. Yeah. I, that's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably wouldn't have had 30 years of journaling <laughs> if you started writing your book whenever you wanted to start writing. I was like, whoa, 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 you're, you're jumping the gun here. <laughs> yeah. Have your book. You've got it. To me, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. It's in your hands already, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's journaling to me is an amazing, amazing tool of how we can align ourselves for our days and our mindsets and, and um, and it becomes real. As you write, you live it. You write, you live it. You write, you live it. You know, mm-hmm. go back. Man, those timelines are important. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's been taught to us for a very, very long time how you look back on generations and you say, okay, I want to make this generation, I want to make a difference in this generation because I've seen these stories from my past and what happened and how I I became because of those stories. But now it's time for a new story and it's time for this new generation to start pouring into a new hope, a new way, a new vision, a new purpose. You know, and that's my whole purpose. Painting just happens to be an expression of how happy I am that I'm pouring into another generation so that they don't have to go through depression, schizophrenia, pills, somebody saying you're too young, disability. No, man, don't take that road. Let me show you from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Let's take the road, and one day they'll have thirty years of a journal in their hands to make a book. Yes, yeah, awesome, man! Isn't that great? Yeah, I know. It's like you're very I great. I'm like, hey, she's like, hi. Welcome to Anita's podcast. <laughs> 
You're awesome. I just love you. I just like when I saw, I was like, oh, she's probably like, I'm like, I'm going to be a stalker. Can I have you in my podcast? Yes, that warms my heart, you know, and your grandson seeing that because, you know, the journal really is the um, private thoughts, the inner workings of our mind and our heart. And then so when someone sees it collected, like it's in a book, they know it's a journal. So to read it was really your true thoughts, because every day people tell us things, but is it really true? But when you see it in our journal and it's written. You're like, it's true. He believed it. He's like, it's true. Wow. Yes. Yes. We'll never doubt your feelings again because. That's true. It connects. It's true. Mm -hmm. When you are generally, you are generally excited. Yes. And by him seeing that that connection. So that took his relationship with you to another level. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. Power of journaling. Yes. We're not saying you have to go share your journal with everyone, but it's just saying like (laughs) the, the power that you, the words that you have that and how real your expressions are when they come onto the paper. Um, it, it pours out. And so, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. But that's, um, I, I can truly vouch for it. And I've tried it many times and I failed, but I think it was because I didn't understand the reason why I was journaling and, and the purpose behind it. And if I, if you don't, well, if I don't have a purpose, then it goes by the wayside. Yeah. Two months later, it's going to be, I'm dusting it off. Like, oh yeah, I got this journal. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's, perp, you know, is the purpose that I see for me is that it helps me keep track of time and it helps me schedule my goals so that I can actually see my dreams come true. Um, that's all a goal is. It's a scheduled effort to make your dreams come true. But I've always thought of goals as something I have to do, a smart goal. You know, I can't even, I, you know, it's just, it was just too much for me. And I would, I would do it out of, because I was supposed to do it at the beginning. Now I call it uh, personal development. Mm-hmm. I call it personal yeah. development. And that, and now I can, I can relate to personal development. And mm-hmm. I, I want to be better at certain things in my life. How can I do that? Hmm. Okay, figure that out. Let's write some things on how I could do it. And I'm like, oh, these are goals. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. We need right. those intentions, you know, to intentions. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. to to work towards that. And it's beautiful. So mm-hmm. you have coming up for you. You have the miraculous series installation. Now you have the the levy that you did, and then yes. do you have anything else in the workings? I am going this year at the end of the first quarter, I will have my second series done and it's going to call be called spare the children that follow. And that is of course, um, attacking generational um, impacts that they have that have on our lives. And let's spare our children, the difficulty that we went through. Let's spare them the poverty of mindset. Let's spare them the fear you don't need that. That's that's not you know that's not what what my next the next generation of my children need. They need encouragement and uplifting and positivity and specificity, and they need to be encouraged to go out and try and ask and use their voice, which I was never given a voice growing up. That's another thing I didn't have. I did not have a voice. I raised my kids to have a voice, and boy, let me tell you, my children, both of them, are very outspoken and very. <laughs> probably kind of tailored it a little bit but I didn't 
gave him a voice, speak your mind. And there's nothing more um, generous than a gift that you get a gift of voice that you could give someone um, mm-hmm. to be able to speak. So these children will be able to speak and then their children's children will learn that same thing. And then that's where the real wealth of investment comes in on the children's children's children. I won't be alive, yet, but they'll feel me. They'll know grandma. Yeah. Grandma. I can't wait to see that installation. That's gonna yeah. I can only imagine what you're gonna come up with. Um so I'm, I'm definitely just, gonna be peeking over your shoulder as you're going yeah. through that. Because you know, I understand, you know, we all everyone basically have some type of generational trauma. We know people do try their best yes. to uh-huh. raise children based on the skills they have. So, you know, like Maya Angelou say, you know, when you know better, you do better. So you just try to keep <laughs> progressively <laughs> trying to make things better. So I understand where you're coming from. And so I'm just really excited for your next um, masterpieces that will be coming out. So. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to do all here pretty soon too. So that'll be coming up this year also. But, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> There'll be plenty of walls and buildings for you to scale. Um, <laughs> I gotta give you like a colorful cape when you're going up there because you know what? You just deserve it. You just deserve it, right? When you're painting, you know, light, you know, an Aries is not heavy, but it's just, it's a statement piece. Yes, you know? I think get that. Thank you for that suggestion because I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a picture yes. of you. Yes, please. I'm like, yes, because you want to know why I wear the cape. You sit down, let me tell you the story. All right. So thank you. So in closing, I know that um, yeah, this is all really new for you. So where can people find you to check out your artwork? I, I love a piece. I believe it was called Anxiety. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's very beautiful. Um, so how can people find you? They want to touch and feel and see and support. Sure, sure. Um, uh, of course, social media on Instagram. It's Anita Chavez Art. Facebook is Anita Chavez and I paint, I will uh, post my paintings along with the story that goes behind each painting. Um, and I live in Colorado Springs. Uh, a, a website is going up before the 28th of January. There will be a website complete with, with all my paintings on there. Uh, you're welcome to come by anytime to my studio whenever you're in Colorado <laughs> Springs and say hello. I would love to yeah around and um, get you acquainted with up close because it makes such an impact when you see paints and you know paintings in person as opposed to online or photos so yeah I, I I welcome anyone that would love to stop by and see these if you're if you're coming through Colorado Springs give me a call yes. Uh, yes. my email address is Anita M Chavez at gmail.com you can contact me through there and um yeah that's the website will be up soon. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're gonna, I'm going to be following you. This is not okay. conversation. <laughs> All right. So everyone knows at the end, we always pick a journaling prompt card. Um, and then whatever comes to, to mind, we will share. So let's okay. see. Must reads. Must reads. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, There's two of them, <laughs> but the one that really helped me with that negative chatter uh, is the chimp paradox. Mm-hmm. And that separate myself from thinking that I'm the voice inside my head that's that comes with this, oh, you should have said this. And oh, why do that? <laughs> it's like, no, 
cup. <laughs> and I'd yeah. be like, oh, oh. Um, that really taught me how to separate myself from that voice and mm-hmm. also speak to that voice to just like, hey, chimp, calm down. You're back in that cage right now. And I will tell you when we will address the feelings about whatever it is you want to talk about. Because now is not the time. I've got some mm-hmm. stuff to do. I've got some, you know, children to pour into. I've got some paintings to make. I've got a wall to, you know, to harness myself <laughs> on a rope. And just, like, I can't have that noise in my head. Yeah. And so I think that was a, a really big step for me when I, when I read that book. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Nice. I read, um, I wish I had it right beside me, but A Life I Swear, swear by um, uh, Chloe Dulce. Her last name is French. I have to look at the book to see. It's like Laverano or something, something like that. But it is um, different essays of uh, Black women just in different phases of life. Um, her opening is done by Elaine uh, Welteroth. Um, and it, I, it turned into a textbook for me. I underlined and um, it's just a very beautiful read. Um, and I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed that book. Um, I think you would love it. What is the name again? If I'm going to write it. Um, it's called um, Life I Swear. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have it close. Let me see if I can jump up. You're, normally I don't okay. jump up, but yeah, let me yeah. jump no, up. Okay, yes, yes, please do. Because I was thinking we may have, my daughter may have just ordered that book. Um, it's this right here. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's a, oh, so if you're on um okay. if you're on YouTube, you can see I'm holding up her book, but it's just a very beautiful book. Um oh, that's beautiful. different essays um in it. Um it's just very, very lovely. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's Thank intimate you. stories from black women on identity healing and self-trust. Okay. Um, so that's a must read. I okay. am a book junkie, so. But we'll be here all day if I was on my books. I'm just my mom's like, is that a book coming from Amazon? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. don't judge me. <laughs> don't judge. It's a good thing. No, yeah. I'm just getting into reading. So, um, yeah, I'm starting now. Now I'm starting to keep track of my uh, reading list of what I'm reading, what I'm learning. So it's a great, great way to, to gather knowledge and apply it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. good well thank you so much for coming and being here with thank me this was you. a lovely delightful conversation i am sure whoever is pushing play and listening or watching us on um mm-hmm. instagram or youtube they are giving they're just getting so much um knowledge and the ability to see that it's never too late to start your dreams and to just move forward and just do the thing yes right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's never, ever, ever too late and never give up on your dream. Sometimes you don't even know what it is and it presents itself and you're like, Whoa, this was it. (laughs) Yeah. So it's awesome. Take the journey, take the journey. Definitely. Yeah. So on that note, that's what we'll end because that's just the perfect way to end. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Please reach out, leave us comments, Check out um, Anita Chavez art on Instagram if you're there. Definitely, definitely, if you want to see that wall that she scaled, you get to see it in a very variety of stages. So um, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>